Hello and happy new year from Elevate. This is Emily and on today's podcast, it's Katie, myself and Brittany all chatting about uh, what self-care, the big hot word uh, that everybody is using Uh, really means to us and how we take care of ourselves or how we don't necessarily always take care of ourselves the best. And we're just giving people also practical ideas on sustainable goals and sustainable habits and how to make things realistic for you. It's not about, you know, losing all the weight or making big dramatic changes. It's um, about also incorporating those small daily things that also improve just taking care of yourself so that you can take care of others and that you can love others better, which is honestly our mission in life is to be able to love God, love others and be healthy and whole. So hope you enjoy listening. Hope you can gain some insight and uh, thanks for joining us. Hello, everyone. We're back finally. I don't know when the last time we recorded, I think it was in December, um, early December maybe, but, uh, we were just talking about how we wanted to address new years and what new things that are happening to elevate new things, uh, that everybody wants to start their new year's resolution essentially was how the conversation got started. And we have Katie and Brittany and Emily here with us today. Um, and, uh, basically just wanted to talk about breaking the culture of setting unrealistic expectations for New Year's resolutions. But also I think there's value in having a new fresh start to the year. Like it is kind of nice to have the holidays over with and kind of the pressure of social gatherings and just weird schedules and weird routines and all those social gatherings focus on food because food is meant for community too. So a lot of times that's hard to carry out your routine and hard to take care of yourself. So January is a good time to kind of reset and refocus, but we're going to have just an ongoing conversation today about what that looks like for each of us. So I think Katie had some good introductory questions on yours uh, about what we do personally to take care of ourselves. So I am a big proponent of self-care, even though I know that's kind of a trendy word, um, but it's kind of become commercialized, like meaning companies are kind of talking about self-care, like buy our products for your self-care, but that's not really what self-care is, like as a, as a way of living, like taking, you know, um, sometimes I think about like, have you ever been greeted by someone, you know, like, Hey, how are you doing? But instead they say like, are you taking care of yourself? Like, what yeah. would your answer to that be? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. It's like, the, it's like the answer of like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Like, I'm but good. But you don't really think about it. Yeah. yeah it's just, just an automatic answer. response. So if, you're, if somebody said, are you taking care of yourself? You'd be like, yeah. And then you think about it. Oh, no. Uh, not really. That's like, like when you asked me that when you were going through your questions, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, crap. I'm going to have to say no. I took really bad care of myself. This okay. So here's my first question for you. What do you do to take care of yourself on a regular basis? Not talking like every couple months I go to a spa or something. It's like daily, weekly habits of taking care of yourself. Brittany, you go first. Oh, gosh. Well, I work out. That is like yeah. what I consider, I guess, like taking care of myself because it's the one thing that I get to do that's like for me, I guess, and not like 
also like considering other people in it and like taking care of others so I guess I see that as like my time to like go to the gym put my headphones in like silence everything else I get to think about what I want and do like what my body needs that day and I've like really gotten good at that too in my workouts of like if I go in with like intentions to do like a bicep and back day and my back hurts really bad, I just switch it and maybe I just do a mobility day that day or a stretching day or maybe I just walk or maybe I switch it and do my leg day that day if I feel good enough. So I guess that's like the one thing that I do really do to like take care of my myself is go in and spend that time like uninterrupted working out, doing something that's good for my body and I feel good after. So yeah. it sounds like intentional movement, you know, not, yeah, exactly. not just going in to kill yourself. No, like, like I don't go in, I don't go to work out. Like I, at one point when my husband and I first got married, he like didn't understand my, like he thought it was like an obsession with working out. Like, why do you feel like you have to work out so much? Like, it's like he thought I was doing it to like try to look good or like maintain my weight or something. And I had to like explain to him that, no, I'm not going in to like just like you said, just kill myself or like do this certain routine that I've written down because it's the next day on my, on my yeah. list, but it's just like going in, moving my body with purpose and allowing myself to feel good after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh gosh. Is it my turn now? No, <laughs> you have to take, talk to I've done a really bad job of caring for myself this last year. People every day. That's what I'm getting at is that that's why I feel like this year I need to try and refocus a little bit because, um, yeah, it's been, I have not taken good care of myself this last year and it's shown like my skin, my eyes, my body, like it has shown cause I'm taking care of four, sometimes five children, <laughs> taking care of children. <laughs> um, I'm taking care of a household. I'm running a business. Um, and all of the, all of the things that I'm doing and I'm taking care of are good things, but like I come last on the list. Like I value, making sure that other people and things are taken care of and everyone's like, Oh, you can't pour from an empty cup. I hate that saying, but, but you can't there. You can't because there have been like, it's, it leads to exhaustion. Yes. It leads to burnout. And there have been points where brink of burnout has happened and I've kind of reeled myself back in and, um, made small changes. But if you're asking like daily, what do I do for myself? Brush my teeth. <laughs> That's the one thing you can think of. Yes. You brush your teeth. Yeah. Do you ever skip a toothbrush? It's like not brush? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> I know. My dentist would hate me. At night sometimes. Nights, that's when you should brush, but sometimes I'm like, I just want to go to sleep. Morning never, because I'm like, no, gross. Dragon breath. Yes. So, um, but yeah, I feel like even at work, I'm taking care of people all day that's what long. I mean. Like this is a job where um, you are literally hands-on touching people, taking care of them. Like, not all day. I know that's why I mean, you don't want to do physical therapy. It's not all touching people, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so a massage therapist told me about this once about how like she feels, and she's literally touching people all day. You know? Yeah. Um, but like when you're touching someone and like for healing purposes, like you're giving some of your energy to them. Yeah. And like you do that without touching them too, but. I feel like physical touch really, you know, transfers that energy and here we go, hippy dippy. Yeah. Um, but like if you have that going out of you all day long and then you get to the end of the day with your family, like what are you going to be like? Of course you're going to be. I'm a raging, not nice person. Well, and we've talked about too, even just like the mental, emotional, like yes, our patients, the emotional side sometimes of it. I love our patients and we are here for them, but also like there's some heavy, there's some heavy patients. Well, but that's the so. thing. And we care about them so much. Like I take that home with me. Like if someone Emotionally like, heavy. yes, if someone is like talking, I love when patients feel comfortable enough 
to like dump things like that on me. Like, mm-hmm. and I like dump things on me sounds bad, but like to release that stuff to Off me and load. like, yes, like I, I love when they feel comfortable enough to do that because it makes me feel like they trust me and they value like my advice and just like my listening. And sometimes they don't even want advice. They just need someone to listen, but I care about them so much that I like take that home mm-hmm. or I think about it all day and it carries into the next person. I'm just like, man, like they're going through so much. So that's heavy too. Like I go home sometimes and my husband will be like exhausted from a day of like very manual labor, like on the farm. And I'm like, I'm tired too, because Mm -hmm. I talked to 13 people today about big things. Like, Mm -hmm. and do you feel like working out kind of helps offload some of that from you? Yeah. Because I just, something about working out is the one time where I can not, I can stop thinking about other Mm -hmm. stuff because I'm thinking about my body and the movements and like, what I'm doing and how the muscles are working and something about that with headphones and I don't think about other stuff mm-hmm. really. So it does just feel like I'm not a meditator. Like I can't meditate. I've tried it. I've tried like yoga. I've tried like a Tai Chi type thing and I can't, my mind is like constant. I don't know. I read a thing about how some people have like a voice in their head and some people don't apparently. No, that's I don't. true. Everybody. I have a voice in my head. Yeah, my dad does. said he doesn't hear a voice in his head. Anyways, we can get into that. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, if you want to go that direction, we can go that direction. <laughs> no, we're not if going we really that direction. Dive into meditation. We can do that. But I struggle with that. Like I just can't do like the quiet. I start thinking about like the worst things or stressing myself out totally. Okay, I'm bad. not going to go down a whole road, <laughs> but I am going to say one thing. When you're doing meditation, and for me, I don't sit down and do a meditation separately. For yeah. me, my meditation happens at the end of each yoga class, like 10 minutes. At the end of each yoga class, I try to do 10 minutes, um, is Shavasana or quiet time, like that. So when you're meditating or when you're having quiet time or whatever, it's not about getting your mind to clear, It's which is a huge misconception. It's not actually about like not thinking about anything. If you sit there and tell yourself, don't think about anything. Don't think about anything. Like, that does not... <laughs> I'm thinking about everything. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what I do. And then I'm like in my head, like, shut up, shut up, shut yeah. up. <laughs> and then what does that lead to? Frustration. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Okay. So when you're having quiet time, when you're meditating, um, my favorite analogy to think about is you put yourself, like you visualize yourself in a place. I like to visual myself, visualize myself like sitting on the edge of a creek like a small, not a big raging river, just a small little kind of bubbling, trickling creek. And the thoughts that come into your head are leaves that have fallen from trees and are floating down the creek in front of you. So the thought is there, whatever, you know, the voice in your head or whatever you're thinking about, like something like some guilt that comes up or just like, oh, I have to do that. I need to remember to do that, whatever. So when you're meditating and you something like that comes into your head, imagine it as a leaf floating by. So it's there and you see it and you recognize it and you say, okay, this thought is here. That's fine. But you're just passively watching it go by. You're not attaching emotion to it. You're not judging yourself for thinking that you're not like, you're trying not to, um, you're not trying to grab the leaf out of the the stream. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. you just watch it go by. Um, and for me that helps like to think of something actually like a physically, like something to watch go by. Yeah. If you try to not think about anything, you'll have frustration. You'll have guilt. Mm-hmm. Like you, you will get frustrated with yourself because that's virtually impossible. Yeah. I mean, if you think, if you sit in a quiet place, your brain is going to come up with stuff. Like that's just human nature. Yeah. So you have to recognize those thoughts, be okay with them and let them go by. Yeah. Like sometimes I tell myself, I'll think about it later. That makes sense. Yeah.
I'll have to I try th that because that's, I don't know, that's how I've always thought of it is like, oh, I can't do that. So working out feels like the clearest I can get my head to yeah. be. And that's when there's like music moving blaring meditation. in my ears. Yeah, and moving meditation. Yeah. That's the thing. And I think also just going off of that, like I always talk about revolution wellness, but they have the be still and be loved. I think it's a good time even just to like let the thoughts come and think about if that was a thought from God too. And if it is to think about that's more prayer, I get it. But prayer and meditation, I feel yeah. like are mm -hmm. sure. hand in hand, but, and if it's a thought that is good and is pleasing and is positive, I feel like that's a God drive thought. And if it's like, oh, you had a really bad day. Or if it's a negative thought or something that is meant to produce fear or guilt or shame or anything that the devil tries to use, that just needs to float on by too. You could take it two ways, but that was what my mind was thinking too. And like from my space of meditation, I don't, I try not to attach any emotion to it. Oh, okay. I'm not successful, yeah. but like a positive or negative emotion to the thought. It's yeah. just there. I'm just watching it go by. Okay. Another good way to think about it too is like you're laying in a, you know, grassy field where there's no bugs. And you're staring up at the sky and your your thoughts are clouds floating by. Okay. Like they're there. They can take shape. They can have, you know. That makes sense too. Yeah. But you're not attaching anything to them. They're not positive. They're not negative. Okay. They're just there. I'm going to think of like sitting on the ocean and the wave comes in and pulls each one of them clear out there. You could think of your thoughts as like a piece of trash on yeah. the beach and the wave comes in and, and it washes it back takes out. takes it away. Gone. How about a seashell? Seashell would be better. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but like those negative thoughts you were talking about, yeah. to me, that's like, like a trash. Beach. Like the trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But that would still be, I guess that would be a touching emotion to it. So yeah. seashells are great. We use a seashell. Makes sense. Seaweed. <laughs> so what's the importance, do you guys think, of like small, regular, like working out things versus like every now and then going and having a spa day. Like the, the big treat yourself type of days versus the small everyday taking care of yourself. I feel like for me, if I would just be, um, not diligent, what's the other, disciplined. And I don't mean disciplined like, like Brittany was saying, this is what I'm going to do today. I'm super rigid, like A, B, C, and D. And I got to get my workout in. I got to get all my macros in. Like not, not disciplined in that aspect, but like we're still called to be disciplined. Um, to do the things that are good for us. So I think if I'm disciplined in the daily, I won't feel like I crave the big events as much. I think they're both vitally important. Mm -hmm. I do think that you need to just take a day and shut off and go and do that. But I feel like for me, even the last year or even two years, I've been like, if I just make it to this point, it'll all be okay. And then that day comes and goes and I'm like, well, I still have to go into the next week and I don't feel refreshed. Like it's always a new horizon. I, yes. Yes. So I feel like there's value in both, but I've, I almost feel like there's more value in the small, consistent daily things because that is more sustainable um, as far as day in and day out me feeling better. Because like this last week, I've just taken time, not perfectly, but I mean small things. Um, I've actually woken up and like moved my body and been more conscious about what I'm putting in my mouth, not just mindlessly eating whenever. And it is, there is a shift there. I don't feel as tired and I don't feel as stressed out. So I know what I need to do. I just don't always do it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think the daily things are important too because they just keep you on track. But I think the big things have value. Like I got a facial from Allison this morning and it was so relaxing. But then as soon as it's over, you're just like, <laughs> mm -hmm. dang it no I got the rest of my day to do 
But if you're doing like those daily care tasks, that's gonna feel even better, like because you're just more relaxed going into it. Not trying to fix this huge wad of problems mm-hmm. with like a spa day or a facial or mm-hmm. a massage or something like that. And then it's over and then that big wad of problems is right back. Like Emily said, if you're doing like the little daily things, you don't have this big wad of problems to fix. Mm-hmm. You're just like giving yourself that extra care. And I think that you're able to enjoy those extra care days more Yeah. when you are, are taking care of yourself a little more every day because then there's not that big wad of stress that you're yeah. bringing with you. I'm going to try that this year. Well, it's like working out. Whenever. If you work out every day, it feels mm-hmm. a lot better than if you don't mm-hmm. work out for a year and then you try to go in and get this one workout and exactly. you're not going to feel very good no. after because yeah. your be body's not used and, to it. Yeah. Your body's not used to like being worked out. Just like if you go do like one big spa day after not taking care of yourself for months, mm-hmm. your body's going to be like, what the heck when it's done? Mm-hmm. It's not used to being taken care of. Yeah. Sometimes I try to like, I was telling you guys earlier that I've had a lot of like spa days lately and I've got a lot like coming up, which is unusual for me. But even my husband was like, oh, you're having like a pamper month this month. And I'm like, yes, I am. (laughs) Sometimes that happens. Like I'll have like three, you know, spa days in one month and then I won't have one for like three months or something. I don't like to plan it out too much because then sometimes I feel like I do the thing where it's like, okay, I know at the end of the month I'm having this big spa day Mm -hmm. so I can grind until then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas if I don't have something scheduled that I try to take care of myself a little more. Mm -hmm. At the same time, though, I like to kind of just have a background schedule. Like, okay, I haven't had a massage for a month. I'm going to schedule one for next month or something. You know, like Mm -hmm. to kind of keep it as sort of a regular basis so I don't get the whole buildup of a big ball of stress. Yeah. I don't know. I think taking care of yourself daily too, um, not just maybe the traditional taking care of yourself, but like eating healthy food. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know, only lettuce or whatever, but just like, you're taking care of yourself when you're giving your body the nutrition that it needs to function and you are keeping your space, you know, the way that you like it, whether it's, you know, if you're a neat freak, you know, making it super neat. But if you're yeah. not like just, I'm a huge believer of like taking care of myself is also taking care of like my surroundings. Like yeah. I'm not, I do not like clutter. So like when my house is really cluttered, I'm stressed out. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I sometimes taking care of myself is cleaning. decluttering my yeah. house and cleaning it up and just mm-hmm. like getting it back like taking down the christmas decorations to me was like yeah. oh. oh so amazing yeah <laughs> it was like i the love christmas still up on the outside of my house but that's yeah. different yeah <laughs> it's such a it. cozy time but when you get it all out of there and you have like so much more room and space and i don't know it just it's just good. refreshing yeah. so taking the time to take care of yourself for me i feel guilty usually i try not to how do you guys deal with that do you do you have any guilt when you take time for yourself yeah yeah. I do. Yeah. I feel like I could be doing something more productive. That's awful. That's the first thought that came to my mind. Like, I don't want to take the time off. What would be more productive? Um, what do you mean by that? Like, furthering, like, getting things done at home or doing something for the business or getting groceries. Like, just the the things that are always going to be there no matter what. Like, that's what I've noticed, too, lately is, like, I'm always like, okay, once we get past this, it'll be fine. Everything will be fine. And it's like, no, there's always something. Or, like, you feel like you got all your ducks in a row. You ran all your errands. You took all the mail to mail. Like, you, you just ran everything. And you're like, once I get all this done, I can just sit and take care of myself mm-hmm. and read a book or listen to a podcast. And then there's just always – there is always something. Happens. No. Yeah. It doesn't. There's always something. Um, so I think it's just the letting go of – being okay with letting those things be too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think just the guilt of like when you do have kids, you usually have to have somebody else take care of them. So even if it's their father, even if it's their father, um, there's still guilt. <laughs> there is, um, because you're taking time outside. Like even this morning, I said I was coming in to elevate, and he's like, "Well, what for?" And I go, "Work." It's like I had a light. I can't. It was a white light. It was work, but <gasps> it was also like, was "No, I'm going in to do something that I enjoy. I'm going in to like work out first, and I may sit in the sauna later." Yep. Um, but, but there's guilt because it's like, so you're just gonna your Saturday morning like that you have with your children. You're just gonna go and not be with your children. Well, first of all, they're still sleeping. Second of all, um. I think it's fine that you take that time. Yeah, I was fine with taking the time this morning, but there's still underlying guilt. It's very real. Mm-hmm. Like, just. Or the money aspect, too. Like, that's what they, that's what gets too. me is like, oh, I really don't need like to go get my nails done. Or, yeah. Because that's 30 bucks that I could be using towards X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be paying for a massage because that's. You know, however long you get, a hundred plus dollars, and you're like, that could be going to this, and it's like, that's that's also what I yeah. feel uh, the guilt comes from too, is just the monetary aspect. Same. Not that I don't think they're one hundred percent worth it, like, but just spending that money on yourself. Yes. Like if I was paying for Chris to have a massage, I would have no guilt spending yes. that money. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. But paying for myself to have a massage, then I'm like, oh geez. And massage is my thing. Like I love getting massages, so that's mm-hmm. why I keep saying massages. But it could be anything. It could be a facial. It could be your nails done. It could be. Um, something completely unrelated to spa days, but that's that's kind of where I go because that's where I mm-hmm. that's where I like to kind of get my little. On the other point of that, like if other people use retail therapy, it's also not. There's not a fine really, line. To me, that's not really taking care of yourself. Some people may think it is, though. Well, I feel it better might. when I buy something for myself. That's my self care. I feel like it can be abused too. Oh, I like don't. Think you could. Yeah, don't mistake. Don't mistake our words by saying yeah. Just go out and buy all the things. <laughs> Is where my mind went with um, it. I think more like holistic self care in my in my opinion. Yeah. Um, like doing something for your mind or your body for example, or if your. If your if your release is retail therapy or you know going shopping or whatever, are you spending money that you saved up for that specific purpose, or are you putting it on your credit card that then is gonna stress you, know, you out later? Yeah. Have interest later, and you're gonna you know like if you if your self care is going to cause stress for you later, that's not self care. Yeah, that's coping mechanism. Yeah. An unhealthy coping mechanism. Yeah. So, but if you took, you know, have been saving your birthday money up to buy this new bag that you've, you know, been mm-hmm. looking at, that to me is not necessarily unhealthy. Yeah. yeah. But I'm also a little bit of a minimalist. Frugal franny. Uh, what yeah. do you call? I'm I do. A frugal I call franny. myself a frugal franny. Yes, I'm a frugal franny. Um, but so to me, shopping isn't isn't a thing, and I understand that some people um, yeah. do feel that way, but uh, that's just not really my. My cup of tea. I think it's a good way to look at it. Is this self-care or is this a coping mechanism? And mm-hmm. to like analyze like, no, is this me taking care are of myself? Are you feeling crappy and you're trying to make yourself feel better yeah. in the short term? Yeah. Or are you taking care of yourself so that you can be healthier going yeah. forward? And, yeah. Well, I think of like clothes sometimes with that. Sometimes I go through like a refresh of like, let me throw together this box of clothes that don't make me feel good anymore because I don't like them as much or mm-hmm. they don't fit me as well or whatever sell those, donate them, whatever, and then get a few new things mm-hmm. that do make me feel good. And that, in a sense, is not really... That doesn't feel like retail therapy to me. Mm-hmm. That feels a little bit more like... Decluttering and Decluttering and, like, getting things that, like, I feel good and comfortable in and confident in and I don't know. Okay, so along that same line, going back to um, taking care of yourself, that makes me think of... So, like, the question of 
when you greet somebody, you know, are you taking care of yourself? So my husband has these hiking boots that he has worn for 10 years. Not an exaggeration. Um, he wears them for hiking in the summers. He wears them as snow boots. He wears them as hunting boots. Um, this last fall, he got a deer and when he was butchering, he got blood all over one of them. And they are beyond like <laughs> they need to go. And so for him, if, you know, somewhere to greet him and he were wearing his old ratty bloodstained, you know, boots and a t-shirt with a hole in it. Like if he said, yeah, would you believe him? Like taking care of yourself also is taking care of like the things that you're wearing too. So Mm -hmm. it's like, just and because you're buying yeah. something doesn't... So for Christmas, I got him some new boots. Everyone, don't worry. He has new <laughs> boots. It's all good. <laughs> um, but like... So that's why I'm kind of trying to backtrack a little bit because I don't want people to feel guilty for buying things for themselves every mm-hmm. now and then because like in like Chris's instance, if he denied himself new boots, like he would not be taking care of himself. For instance, his grandpa... I'm sorry, I'm just running away, but here we go. So his <laughs> grandpa, Warren Farrell, who, used the, who started the pharmacy... He would walk to work every day because they lived like, I don't know, eight blocks or something from the pharmacy. And he was also a frugal franny and he refused to buy himself new shoes. And so he walked to work every day in the same pair of shoes for way too long and he got foot problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's not taking care of yourself. You need to replace your shoes at a regular basis. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So sometimes buying yourself new clothes or something is necessary for taking care of yourself as long as you're not using it as that. Coping. Yeah. Yeah. Coping that makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. We're going to talk about unrealistic or realistic. Sustainable. Sustainable. There we go. Yeah. Well, same. Unrealistic, realistic. Yeah. Sustainable goal making. Sustainable. Too. Like, I don't know if you're a New Year's resolu- resolution maker, like making sustainable New Year's resolutions. So last year I had like made a post over this and um, I just talked about how like if you're a person that like makes the same New Year's resolu- resolution year after year. And you're never achieving it because it's just not a sustainable goal for you. Like, it sounds good in the beginning, but then you can't carry through with it. Like, figure out how you can, like, readjust that goal. Not to, like, necessarily make it easier, but make it sustainable so it's something that's not just going to last for a little while to make you feel good and then be done. Like, I don't know. Like, for example, if your goal is to, like, lose 30 pounds, Okay, once you lose that 30 pounds, are are you just going to, like, okay, hit your goal. So then are you going to just stop doing what you were doing and gain that back? Or, like, what was your reason behind that? Like, maybe switching that goal to something more like, instead of saying, I'm going to lose 30 pounds this year, say, I'm going to give myself 30 minutes of purposeful movement every day this year. And with that, if that's not something you do at all, you might end up losing that 30 pounds anyways, Mm -hmm. but then it's going to be sustainable. You're going to continue to like work toward like that healthy weight. And I don't know. It's not good. I think you have to look at the why. Like if you're making New Year's resolutions, look at the why, because the why is like 30 pounds is 30 pounds. It's adipose tissue. It's other Mm -hmm. things like it is a physical object, but what's your why behind it? Is it because you are pre-diabetic and... If you don't like get your weight in check and get your health in check, you're going to have to be on this cascade of medications. Or if you have heart disease, like, is there a medical necessary or is it cosmetic because you don't feel good about yourself Mm -hmm. and like, look at the why behind it. And if it's more, um, medical, then maybe yes, focus on the pounds or maybe focus on your blood sugar or an objective. I'm talking about like an objective measure, um, too, but if it's more that, you've gained this weight and you feel uncomfortable and you feel tired and you feel 
not confident in what you're wearing because nothing fits anymore and you want to feel better about yourself, then yes, do the, I'm just need to move my body 30 days because A, you're going to have the mental and emotional benefits. Like you talked about, like you can just clear your mind, you feel better, you have the dopamine and serotonin released and that in turn may lead to weight loss. But even if you don't lose weight, you will at least feel emotionally better. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Well, you'll just be healthier in general. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to move easier. Yeah. Which should be I mean, the point of it. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's just an example. I use that one because a lot of people. everybody's. Yeah. Do that as their New Year's resolution. Like I'm going to lose weight. But it could also be like with your eating habits. I mean, a lot of people say like, I'm going to stick to this certain diet. And sometimes that doesn't work for people. So maybe instead of sticking to a certain diet, you could say, I'm going to focus on eating whole foods not processed foods. I'm not going to buy the boxed package stuff anymore. I'm going to start making homemade foods. Like if you struggle and can't just like cut out desserts completely, stop like buying packaged cookies and little Debbie's treats and maybe make yourself like a healthier no-bake cookie or something. Like you don't have to like take it away from yourself completely. And if it's never worked for you before, then find a way that will work for you that's still going to be you're doing good for your body, but you're not holding yourself back from something that you seemingly can't and then just give up on it every year. Yeah. Well, and you had made a good point in the office a little while ago, a couple of weeks ago, I think, when you were talking about the nutrition stuff, like with Karen Ashley, it's like you can still have the chocolate cake, but you still need to feed your body nutrient-dense things. Yes. Like still do berries, still do... And you can have a piece of the chocolate cake. Yes. Don't eat the whole chocolate cake. <laughs> Well, and I feel like that's what happens. If you allow yourself and don't restrict yourself from it, you aren't, you don't really want to eat the whole chocolate cake. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I mean, it's not as tempting to then the one time that you give up and you're in your weak moment and you overindulge Mm -hmm. or just give yourself the things you want sometimes, but then also make sure you're filling yourself with like with the things that you need. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be helpful, like if you if we're talking about the sugar craving, which most of us have because we eat sugar, mm-hmm. um, it it can be helpful to like replace that sugar craving. Like, so you say, okay, I need a treat after dinner or whatever. Instead of having maybe a bowl of ice cream, maybe have a piece of dark chocolate that has mm-hmm. less sugar in it, has some health benefits to it. So you're doing your body some good, um, but you're still getting a little bit of that sweet treat. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's a habit. Sometimes like having a bowl of ice cream at night or you know, whatever it is, you know, your treat is, your sugary treat is, um, it can just be a habit. It can just be part of your routine. So replacing that habit with something else that's healthier, like a cup of herbal tea that doesn't have calories in it, that some of the herbs can actually do your body some good. It's a calming, you know, instead of loading your body with sugar right before bed and then you can't sleep very well, maybe replace it with something that, like dark chocolate's got some caffeine in it. So like some people get bothered by that, but like I love recommending herbal tea because no caffeine. The herbs are good for you. Mm-hmm. It's a calming, like slow yourself down, get ready for bed type of routine. Mm-hmm. So if that's just part of your routine, just try replacing it with something that's a little bit more healthy. Yeah. I've been kind of down the intuitive eating train too. And it's always looking at the why, like, why do you feel like you need ice cream? Is it because you do want to calm down and like down regulate and get ready for bed? And that's just what you've always, yes. Um, or is it that you actually need glucose? Like are you cutting carbs the entire day doing this crazy diet? And your body is like, I need some form of carbohydrate mm-hmm. too. So I think, you know, I don't know, always going back to the why of reflecting on why you think your body, why, why do you think I need this? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because what I always do, or I need it to like 
downregulate myself because today was a really crazy day and it'll just make me feel better if I have, you know, food or drink or whatever. Yeah. So you have an upcoming class, your weight loss class. Yeah. So Monday night, um, is my health class. So the, um, January 9th. So I don't know when you're going to publish this, but today probably, uh, it's about weight loss. And to be honest with you, I don't like talking about weight loss. Because I think it's there are so many other aspects of healthy living that are less emotionally charged and less complicated and just. But I felt that in January, it's something that like a lot of people are thinking about. Yeah. And so I just wanted to talk about sustainable weight loss um, versus yo-yo dieting, mm-hmm. um, which is meaning you know gaining weight, going on a diet, losing weight, and then gaining weight, going on a diet, losing weight, back and forth, back and forth. Um, which happens to a lot of people because a lot of diets, like the fad diets, are short term. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the nature of them because you cut so much out that like it's just really not sustainable. Unless you're someone who has like a lot of gut issues or intolerances or something where you literally cannot eat gluten or carbs or whatever, you know, your thing is that you're cutting out. Um, I don't know anybody who could go on one of these really, you know, intense fad diets and then not at least go a little bit back to the way they were eating mm-hmm. before. Um, it's just not sustainable socially either. Like And regionally. Like, yeah. we were talking about that too, to try and find like these weird health foods that we think would be great to in the Midwest. Yeah, is, sometimes we just can't. Yeah. We just can't find them. And that's okay. There's plenty of healthy food that we can yes. find. Um, but like I was doing some research this morning, kind of preparing for this um, about yo-yo dieting because I had heard um, someone just mentioned like, someone asked me, uh, isn't yo-yo dieting actually worse than just being fat, just being overweight? <laughs> Honestly, that's what they asked me. Yeah. Um, And so I was kind of doing some research because that kind of tripped something in my mind and I wasn't quite sure. Um, Yo-yo dieting um, is bad for you. So it's, it's the worst thing is gaining weight. Like if you're actively gaining weight, that's the most unhealthy. Mm -hmm. If you're at a sustained overweight weight, that's the next most, or no, maybe yo-yo. Oh no, I'm messing it up. I think it's. Actively gaining weight is the worst. Mm-hmm. Yo-yo dieting is the second worst. Yeah. Where you're like gaining, losing, gain. Is that yeah. what you kind yeah. of mean? Gaining, okay. losing, gaining, losing. Because, oh, I'll get to that in a second. Yo-yo dieting is the next worst. Then just being at an unhealthy weight is the third. And then being at a healthy weight is the most ideal, obviously. Yeah. Um, so because yo-yo dieting, when you diet, when you do a crash diet, you also lose muscle mass. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done with that crash diet and you yo-yo back up, you're not also gaining muscle mass. Mm-hmm. So... When you're losing weight, it really comes down simply, I hate to say this because people kind of misinterpret it sometimes, it's a calorie deficit. I mean, if you're taking in more calories than you're expending, you're going to lose weight, Mm -hmm. bar none. It doesn't matter what diet you're on. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you are bringing in more calories to your body than you're spending, you're going to gain weight. So in order to lose weight, you have to do the opposite. Diets are basically ways to trick that. I mean, I know you guys do. I'm looking in your eyeballs right now. <laughs> I know you know that. Yeah. Um, but different diets are just different ways to cut calories. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way yeah. it is. Um, whether it's cutting carbs or doing the keto thing or whatever. Um, I always tell people it doesn't actually matter what diet you do. Like some diets I like better than others. But the diet you choose to lose the weight that you need to lose mm-hmm. medically. I'm not talking Sustainably. about Sustainably. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be something you don't hate, basically. You Mm -hmm. choose the diet that you don't hate, that you can stick to for the longest. Um, Sometimes that does mean kickstarting the way you eat, like changing the way you eat with a diet and then slowly incorporating some of your, you know, regular foods back in is fine. 
you also need movement though. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that movement, like I said, when you're yo-yo dieting and you lose muscle mass, if you're not moving, you're not getting that muscle mass back up. And so if you yo-yo back up again, you don't have that muscle mass. So you have a higher percentage of adipose, adipose tissue. Yeah. And which is more unhealthy for you than having the same amount of weight, but having more muscle mass and less adipose. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't the more muscle mass you have, the better your metabolism is. Yes. So, I mean, yeah. that in itself, yeah. that's your own body working on keeping that weight away yeah. just by having more muscle mass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the calories coming in is a really big deal for losing weight. So then it sounds like, okay, exercise doesn't matter. But it does. Mm-hmm. If you exercise more, it will actually make you hungrier. Which is like, well, why would I exercise more than if I'm trying to lose weight and I'm trying to eat less? Because you have to exercise because you need the muscle mass. Right. And you need the mental benefits and you need the body mm-hmm. movement. So, Well, then you still have to feed yourself too, though. So that's what yeah. a lot of people run into is they exercise, 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 like burn off all these calories and then they're scared to eat. And then you're not you're building actually, that muscle you're mass. You're breaking you're, it down because your body needs the calories from somewhere. And your body is really smart. In that it wants to keep you at the same weight. Yeah. Like, even if you're overweight, your body doesn't know that you live in modern times where you can go to any vending machine and get a bag of potato chips. Mm-hmm. If you're overweight, your body is thinking, like, okay, next week, resources might dry up, so I'm going to hold on to this weight as hard as I can so that if I'm starving next week, it's like lizard brain, right? It's like thinking you're still in the Serengeti or whatever. Lizard so- brain? <laughs> what is that? I can't even, like, nod my head at that. Okay, okay. What is lizard brain? <laughs> okay, we're getting done right now. <laughs> so lizard brain is, like, your body's um, natural tendency to not realize it's in modern times. So, like, humans. Even, this is like, an actual thing? Yes. Like, okay. that people talk about? I'm yeah. going to Google. You've heard of it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay I'm so going like, to Google it Okay, later. think about just, like, the birth of Jesus. So okay. think about the way people lived then. Like, lots of manual labor. It was very difficult to get your food. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, to modern times here. Yeah. The amount of time that's passed since we've had access to really fatty, unhealthy, processed foods is so short that it's like our bodies still think, like, say, we're in Jesus times, mm-hmm. where next week, we don't you know, know the Roman soldiers could come yeah. in and, you know, right. So your body is still in that mode of, if I have extra fat... I'm going to hold on to it because I might need it later. Yeah. Your body still acts like that, even though you know mentally that you can get all the food that you need for a very low price, mm-hmm. you know, t- t- technically. Yeah. <laughs> Not eggs, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or meat. Yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. So that's what lizard brain is. Okay. It's, it's the concept that your body, your, your, your unconscious, you know. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. Yes, I get it now. I just never heard of it. It's trying to store, like, store up as if food's not just accessible. Yeah. 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 It's a survival mechanism. Right. Yeah. So if you go and work out really hard, your mm-hmm. lizard brain is going to, oh, crap, I just burned a lot of calories. I need to make that back up again, even mm-hmm. though you're trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. So that's why dieting is so hard, because your body is literally acting against you to try to keep you at that overweight unhealthy weight mm-hmm. so give yourself a sounds break. depressing yeah it is depressing <laughs> okay. so here's the not depressing part <laughs> if you're yo-yo dieting and losing weight really fast it's going to come back you're not going to have as much muscle mass yeah so sustainable weight loss is the answer yeah which is not the easy answer but it's the, it's most- the long-term answer yes a the sustainable same with diet paired with sustainable movement. Yes. That you are building muscle mass, you are replenishing your body with food when it needs food, yep. but good whole mm-hmm. foods that you enjoy. Amen, yep. sister. Yeah. Yes. Um, so sustainable weight loss looks like, what, one to two pounds a week? 
Yeah. yeah, I would venture more on like the one pound. Yeah, because yeah. if you well, look CDC at a pound, it's what thirty six hundred calories. Thirty six hundred calories. What is a, in a pound? Oh, really? Yes. So, like to try to lose sixty, like to try to deficit sixty four thousand, right? No. Thirty. I don't know. Whatever. Do math. Math. <laughs> it is Saturday morning, and math is not my jam. But that's a big calorie deficit to still feel good for two pounds a week. Unless some of it's water weight and, like, true adipose tissue is, like, what right. I'm thinking. Right. But, like, you'll lose water weight as you start to eat healthier and, like, drink more water. And That's but- the thing that I struggle with with some of my personal training clients is they get in and, like, the first two weeks they lose a little bit of weight and it's so exciting and then they kind of plateau. It's yes. like, well, because you lost water weight. Like, mm-hmm. that's what happens mm-hmm. initially. And you're you're clearing out. You're drinking more. You're more mindful and you're clearing out, like, just all of the waste and yuck yeah. usually. And it's hard because you see mag magazines lost oh, 40 pounds in two that's months so lost, annoying you know whatever like if your goal or those colon weight, cleanses i would say, i lost <laughs> colon broom i saw what i lost 20 that? pounds in two weeks i've seen like i just too. it's colon really cringe broom? yeah it's broom or bloom? stop they're broom. gonna they're gonna listen to this podcast <laughs> and i don't have a lawsuit on my hands um no it's just and what's sad is people are desperate and they're wanting quick fixes and then they see that and they're like, I've done it before. They're like, you know, do this quick three-day detox and get yeah. ready for the tubing trip that you have. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, I don't know. You want the quick fix too because it's really hard to do long obedience in the same the direction. Best, the best answer is usually the simplest and most difficult. Yeah. And that's sustainable weight loss. Yeah. Um, and it's difficult too when... In the past, you have lost weight quickly mm-hmm. because you know you can do it. But then you also have to remember that you put it back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So uh, I like to recommend to people, like, instead of thinking about uh, changing what you're eating or what you're moving first, I say habit changes. So, like, make a habit of going to the gym every day. Like, that's your first mm-hmm. thing you do. Yeah. Like, nothing else. You go to the gym every day. You and it's called habit stacking. Have you heard of this? Yeah, I'm listening to Atomic Habits right now. Oh, you are. That's where I wrote that thing. thing. Yes. Okay, so yeah. I want you to talk about this, but it's basically okay. um, habit stacking. Is basically you add little habits onto what you're already doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so say, I'm just throwing this out there. After work, you get in your car. So yeah. you don't work at a gym like we do because it's different for us. After work, you get in the car. So your new habit that you're going to do is put on your gym shoes when you get in the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's yeah. your only, that's the only thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. And he talked about being super specific. Like yes. after you work, put on your you gym put shoes. on when you're in the car, in like the car. very specific about it. So you're not just like every day, put on your gym shoes. Okay. Like, because you won't. When I get in yeah. the car after work, I'm going to put on my gym shoes. Yep. Okay. If that day you're not feeling great, you don't go to the gym. At least you put on your gym shoes. Yep. Over time, then, you say, okay, I've got my gym shoes on. I might as well just go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then your new habit that you're stacking on there, you get, you leave work, you get in the car, you put on your gym shoes, you drive to the gym. That's it. You don't have to get out of the car. Like, that's your success for the days you drove to the gym. But once you're in the gym parking lot, aren't you going to get out yes, of the gym? Yes, because I would feel stupid. Yeah. yeah. So that's you're the there. You're I would feel there. like my husband would be like, you have yes. your shoes on, you drove there, but you didn't go in? What the heck's wrong with you? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's the idea of habit stacking is like little small habits. If you make the hab- if you make the goal of like, okay, I'm going to go work out for an hour a day, three times a week this week. Yeah. That's too broad. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like it's broad, but it really is. Mm-hmm. So every Monday, what Wednesday, Friday. Like you could be like, yeah. oh, it's Monday. I still yeah. have five days left, so I'm not so going to do it fine. today. And then, oh, I still have this. Then you push yourself to Thursday and then you work out. Well, you're too sore the next day. Yeah, it's yeah. just. 
I so feel I like though it. So can you it tell needs to be a mixed. It's Atomic Habits by James Cleary. Uh, clear. Clear. Yes. Thank you. It's on Audible. Yeah, that's where I'm listening. I can't. Ooh, I listen to books. I don't sit and Self-help read. Self-help books. I know. The only, day, the only way I'm listening to them is um, So, but also going off of Brittany's thing too, I was okay with the super regimented part about creating a new habit, but it also rubbed me the wrong way when I'm like, I don't want people to get legalistic about it. Mm-hmm. To be like, I am going to go to the gym. I am going to do this set of five exercises and I am going to do like, it no. also is not meant to be like military wise. Like everything has to be done. Just same with food. Like if you're tracking your food and you are writing down every morsel that goes in your mouth and you're in that and you're using the book Atomic Habits to like say, I'm doing a good thing because I'm like, stacking all the like no I feel like it could go two ways so as long as you're you're loose with being more intuitive about your food and your body but not loose with the habit of at least paying attention to it or at least Mm -hmm. making the effort to like get to the place where you need to be then I think it could be good I don't agree with everything he says in the book or so far I think I'm on chapter like five I think you you can be a little bit wiggly Yes. But if you truly need to lose weight, I mean, if you are overweight and you're having health issues and you truly need to lose weight, you do have to be a little bit... You got to push yourself some. Yeah. 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 Because for, for me personally, like, I'm kind of a slacker. So if I say I'm going to go to the gym every day, but I don't have to go in, I would actually maybe drag to you the gym not. and not go in. I might. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I have to be a little bit strict with myself if I'm trying to start it. Yeah. 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 As long as it doesn't control you. Right. Yeah. Um, like for me personally, like the my fitness pal, like tracking mm-hmm. your um food, that's not healthy for me. Yeah. Like I even downloaded no. it early this week. I'm no. like, what am I doing again? No. Um, I have some issues with like body image and like being too obsessive with that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I know that's a limit for me. Like I cannot do that because mm-hmm. it gets it verges into yeah. the unhealthy. Yeah. And so you have to know yourself too. But some people do great, like they don't even know what they're eating all day long. Right. Like I didn't even know I had that much food. So, like, to yeah. be mindful about, like, maybe not, like, I did a cup of this. And I maybe not to the Weigh tea of that. Weigh out your eat. spoonful of peanut butter. Yes, and, or your four ounces of chicken. Coaching, and that's the first thing I have people do. Like, you have to do a food journal to know what's going in your yes. body first. Yeah. Or you may need to do it initially so you even know what a portion looks like. Like, mm-hmm. what does four ounces of meat look like? What does, you know, a cup of vegetables look like? Um, like the package? Like when you're looking at, you know, serving size and yeah. how many servings in a package, you know, like a bottle of juice or whatever, and it's like mm-hmm. three servings. So those calories that you're looking on there, if you're drinking the whole bottle, you're drinking three times that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you don't, unless you, so, but getting into the habit of actually looking at nutrition labels, I think is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. You just I have agree. To, you have to find the yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think if you have no clue, but me, I could look at a piece of four ounce, I could look at a piece of chicken and tell you how much was four ounces. Like just because I got so I was obsessive writing everything down in my fitness pal and it got on the macros train too and it was like how many grams are in this? How many grams are in this? Like mm-hmm. you start to memorize it so you kind much. of know, but it's like why? Yeah. Why? Like unless you are doing it to be disciplined because you know that you need to keep your self-discipline for a good reason. Um because you have a goal that's not necessarily, uh, I know this is going down a big rabbit hole, but uh, cosmetic. Like you're not doing it so you look a certain way so people like you better or love you more or praise you. Mm-hmm. You're just doing it because you're like, no, I want to build this muscle mass because I want to prove to myself that I can um, be disciplined in something in a healthy way and feel better about myself. I like to encourage people to have goals. Um, 
not that has something to do with themselves. Because if you make a goal of something that doesn't have to do with yourself, then mm-hmm. it's not very motivating. Yeah. But if if you have a goal of something you do have to that does have to do with yourself, for example, um, you're a grandma, mm-hmm. and your daughter, or you're not a grandma, you're a soon to be grandma. Your daughter is pregnant. You want to be able to get down on the floor and play with your future grandchild. Get up with no problem. Like, that's a very real thing. Like, mm-hmm. I yeah. hear about it from my mom. Yeah. Like, yeah. she lost some weight, started doing some yoga, and, like, she can get down on the floor so much easier. She can... She does yoga, like, every week. It's amazing. Um, so, like, having something that has very specific to do with you for a why, but also that has to do with someone else, that's a very real life... Like A I connection wanna, point. Yes. Yeah. So, for example, one of my things is, like, I want to stay fit because I want to be able to take my daughter hiking and carry her up the hills back to the campsite if we need to or you know like I don't want to be so tired and weak after playing with her all day that I can't hardly function like I want to be able to play on stuff and go hiking and do all these things like so for your why like sometimes I feel like our whys are either too vague or too specific Mm -hmm. like too specific as in I want to lose 20 pounds Mm yeah too vague as in I want to be healthier Mm yeah somewhere in the middle of like I want to be able to go on that camping trip with my family this summer and go on a hike and not be dying while mm-hmm. I'm yeah, it's fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've had people too, like say, oh, I, like my personal training clients say like, well, I have a trip coming up and I know that I shouldn't, like that shouldn't be my goal to look good for my trip. I'm like, okay, well let's make it your goal to feel good and be confident for your mm-hmm. trip. Like you can still like use something like that as a goal. Like mm-hmm. you just said, like I have a trip this year and I want to be able to hike. run through the or, airport when the plane is late, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or just like, you know, I'm going with all my friends and I've never felt good about myself for something like this. And I struggle with things like this. So I want to get healthier and yes, maybe losing weight is part of that so that I can be like confident and fully get the enjoyment out of this mm-hmm. trip. Like if you change it into something like that, even just those little tweaks in your goal can make it more sustainable. It, um, helpful for physical therapy patients too, like when they're rehabbing from a new. Oh, it's all supposed or to be functional. Like, okay, you come in and pain isn't obvious. No one wants pain, but if it's really no pain associated with, it's more just some sort of physical dysfunction. Um, then it's very much so. Like, what do you want to get back to? Like, what are you not doing now that you want to do that you enjoy? Mm-hmm. Um, that's mm-hmm. very much so part of like the initial evaluation process too. And it's the same thing too, that it takes longer. It's not a quick fix either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, muscle mass changes take six to eight weeks. So I mean, when you hear that, it's like, oh crap, I'm going to have to come here for two months. It's like, well, two months minimum. And then you're going to have to work on this for the rest of your life. That's the number one it thing that people sucks. are like, like, yeah, they're like, well, how long do I have to do this for? Forever. Forever. <laughs> Like, it depends what you were doing it for yes. in the first place. Yeah. Are you doing this yeah. because you have a manual labor job that you have to, like, be able to use? Like, yeah. you have to be able to have a strong back or strong shoulders or something? Then, yeah, you can't just do it for two months and then quit. Like, yeah. you're going to yeah. be right back yeah. where you started. Because like, we do have those repeat patients that are like... Oh, I did it again. Yeah. <laughs> or they're just like, I don't know why this pain started coming back. Well, have you been doing your stuff? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> like well that's why and then it's like well here we go again yep. so i mean and no shame everybody goes through like periods where yes. you yeah so um not to shame patients you're still always welcome back if you feel like you saw but <laughs> i mean back. it's just but yeah our, our goal in places like this like therapy places or you know is to whatever. work yourself out of a job exactly yeah like you we are people to get not their full you. function back yeah be able to move easily, you know, enjoy their life and not need you anymore. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
it shouldn't be, we are not the long-term solution. We are the short-term coach that helps you get to your long-term solution independently. Yeah. So, yeah. Yuri is all fired up about patients who don't do their home exercise program. <laughs> <either. laughs> no, okay. I'm, just, I'm just talking. Um, it's like, do you feel any better? No. Have you been doing your stuff? No. No. <laughs> no. Thanks, me. Yeah. They're like, can't you just put some ultrasound on me? That'll yeah. make it better. <laughs> no, it will not. Anyways, but um, was that the last one you had? I think it's a good time. It is. So thanks for listening. Go start listening to Atomic Habits. Um, Katie's got a class on Monday, January Monday 9th. Night. Yep, 5.30. Yeah, today's Saturday, January 5th. So I'm going to post it today. So okay. people, if you're listening to it over the weekend, hit up her class. And then you can sign up for it um, at McCook Community College, the Business and Community Education Department. There's also a post on my Facebook page, Katie Farrell Yoga, that has uh, the phone number on there and how to sign up. Yeah. Are you going to do another series? Is this the last one in the series that you have currently? I do it once a month. So typically okay. it's the first Monday of the month. Um, today's okay. the ninth because the college was closed on the second. Um, so it's typically the first Monday of every month. Um, each month is a different topic. Uh, so February, oh boy, let's see if I can remember. The next couple months, I know I'm doing one on minimalism, decluttering, you know, and how that, I kind of mentioned that a little bit, like how it affects your health. Yeah. Um, oh, gut health. I'm doing one on gut health. Okay. Um, so each, I just kind of pick topics and some of the, sometimes it's like what people in class are talking about and mm -hmm. then we cover that. Like one time we kind of started talking about composting, like, yeah, you're, you know, and so I did a whole class on like composting and gardening and like how it affects your health mm -hmm. and like how it can be so good out, Like making homemade mm -hmm. um, fermented foods. Can yeah. you do one on that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a fun group and we get together and it's, I don't just talk at people. We, you know, I'll usually kind of cover some things and then we'll talk together and there'll be questions or we'll kind of share like what works for us. And it's, it's just a good, it's kind of like a support group just for mm -hmm. people that are trying to live healthy. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we kind of pick a topic each month to have something to talk about and then we kind of riff off that. Yeah. Awesome. That's a good group. So our schedule is kind of crazy now, but Brittany does do personal training too. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested in that at all, she sets up her, um, her own consultations for 45 minutes, usually. Yeah, they're about 30 minutes. 30. We just sit down and talk through stuff. Um, I show you around. We just make sure that I'm going to be a good fit for you and that our space is going to be a good fit for you and what your goals are. And then we talk through what your goals are and what you want to get out of it. And we, I spend some time resetting your goals if I feel your goals need to be more sustainable goals. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of what the consult consists of. Okay, and then how can they get a hold of you if they're... Uh, just call me... At Elevate. I... Yeah, yeah at you Elevate. can call Elevate, and then we'll forward you um, their information, then Brittany will get in contact with you. Yes. So our number here is 308-777-2476. Um, if you're listening to this and want to reach out and see... Do you want to mention the sauna at all? We oh, really yes. That. We have a new infrared sauna. I've used it so many times already. <laughs> <laughs> um so great way to self-care it is a great way to self-care i was planning on doing that now but dang it i gotta go take care of children um because i'm pretty sure i see this is where the guilt comes in is i spent today my i missed my son's basketball game but it's fine um there's no guilt about it he was fine he had his dad and his grandpa there he, oh there's supporters there. he is in That's second grade so it's fine um but the infrared sauna had been an ongoing conversation with katie and i about uh wanting so really, 
my goal and I think everyone's goal with Elevate too is just to provide overall wellness and looking mm-hmm. at it from multifacets because I feel like health and wellness is not just not just physical, not just like doing your meditation. Um, it needs to be looked at from all angles. And I feel like in rural Nebraska especially, there's all these great things out there that we don't have access to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my hope is to bring things to small town McCook that are beneficial and have science-backed um, benefits uh, to overall health and wellness to our area. So we purchased an infrared sauna and got it last week and it's up and running. So there are various packages which you can check out our social media on Instagram or Facebook, uh, elevatewellness.llc, but that has pricing and more information on the sauna. But the purpose of it is I want it for my patients, especially who are dealing with physical pain, yes, um, but also who are struggling with just emotional downregulation and the whole chronic pain cycle and stress and anxiety because their therapy is not going to be as effective if they're also still struggling with those things. So I'm using it as an adjunct in my PT. Katie, you're using it. Yep. I use it um, just kind of as a wellness. I like, I think sweating is really great. (laughs) So, um, and so hot yoga, like I used to do hot yoga. I'm hoping to have a hot yoga studio in the future. Um, uses infrared sauna or infrared panels as well. And just the heat is amazing. It's very like detoxifying it makes you feel good um makes your muscles feel good and just kind of the mental health benefits and yeah it's just overall it's amazing yeah um i got down the rabbit hole of the chromotherapy too with the light therapy um so that the different wavelengths of light can produce different health benefits too which uh, there's a whole chart on it i'm not going to get into on the podcast but just reach out if you have questions on that um it's very private and secluded we have it in kind of the back corner of the um, clinic and uh, really feel like it would be a good adjunct just to overall what you're doing to improve your health and your self-care. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves. Yeah. That's the goal for 2023. <laughs> and all of time. I know. Right. So.